Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Adi Bolaños in San Francisco. Farm worker advocates pushing for safer working conditions during wildfires are blasting a decision by the Sonoma County Board of Supervisors that could allow crops to be harvested in evacuation zones. KQED's labor correspondent Farida Javala Romero reports. Last year, the supervisors allowed ag workers in evacuation zones to take care of livestock or irrigate crops, but not to harvest. The idea was to limit the number of people exposed to danger. But this week, after a four-hour meeting, supervisors voted to allow harvest work at the sheriff's discretion. Supervisor David Rabbit said few ag producers were applying for the permits because they excluded harvesting. I just want to be in a better place and have it be carried out safer and not be ad hoc. In a statement, the group North Bay Jobs with Justice said supervisors sided with the interests of wealthy wine companies over worker safety. For the California Report, I'm Farida Javala Romero. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Nursing homes typically help people recover after surgeries or provide round-the-clock care for people with physical disabilities. But a new LAist investigation finds that thousands of people with serious mental illnesses are living in California's nursing homes. Experts call it warehousing, and they say the practice may violate federal law. LAist reporter LEU has more. Hyde Park Healthcare Center is a nondescript nursing home in L.A. about 10 miles southwest of downtown. But inside... It was a psych unit. We had a security guard at the front door. 
24-7. There's no need in a nursing home for a security guard 24-7. That's Travel Jackson. She worked as a nurse at Hyde Park. She says most residents there had a serious mental illness, and she didn't receive training by the facility to care for them. Paranoid schizophrenic, psychosis, bipolar disorders, lots of psychotic patients just yelling all day. Some would be yelling, some would be on lithium. An LAS investigation found that 74% of residents at the nursing home had a serious mental illness last year. Using federal data, we found nearly 100 facilities in the state where more than half of residents had those diagnoses. Kevin Martone is New Jersey's former mental health commissioner and now advises states on best practices. Nursing homes generally are not the right setting for people with serious mental illness, they're segregated settings, and, you know, people can generally be served in community-based services with the right types of supports. Experts who reviewed our findings told us that state and local governments could be in violation of a 1999 Supreme Court ruling called Olmstead. It says people with disabilities can't be unnecessarily institutionalized and segregated from the rest of society. Here in California, our investigation finds the percentage of people with serious mental illness in nursing homes has been rising. They've become sort of the de facto mental health centers but they don't have the specialized training. Rachel Tate is with the Ombudsman's Office that oversees nursing homes in L.A. County. She says she often sees people with psychiatric disabilities stay in nursing homes because there's a lack of housing and other mental health services in the community. I mean, we as a society have failed them because there isn't necessarily a better option at this moment. Where where else do you go at that point? Our investigation also found that people with serious mental illness often lived in nursing homes for a year or longer. Tony Chickatel is a staff attorney with the California Advocates for Nursing Home Reform. For most residents with serious mental illness in nursing homes, the nursing homes just serve as a warehouse, keeping them alive, keeping them fed and sheltered and out of the streets and out of people's way. At Hyde Park, Travel Jackson says having so many residents with serious mental illness made it hard to do her job. And she felt the facility wasn't giving the residents what they needed. There are no programs running to keep the mental health patients occupied. They're lumped in with the elderly with inappropriate activities, coloring books, and just watching television. When reached for comment, a company that helps run Hyde Park says their focus is to provide, quote, the best patient-driven health care and providing a safe environment for their patients and staff. Jackson often wondered about how these residents ended up in a nursing home. I asked them, how did you end up here? All the time. How did you end up here? Where's your family? Some were just too far in their illness to give me a straight answer. In their mental illness. It's just sad. She says she just morally didn't feel right working at the facility and also felt unsafe. So she left in September of last year. For the California Report, I'm Ellie Yu in Los Angeles. Indigenous tribes are pushing back against a new plan to create a federal marine sanctuary off the central coast. KCBX's Amanda Wernick explains. Several years ago, the Northern Chumash Tribal Council proposed a sanctuary that would include Morro Bay. But the new federal proposal leaves it out. The Chumash Heritage National Marine Sanctuary keeps those waters open for potential offshore wind energy projects. Robert Piatti is from the Salinan tribe. He says the area is culturally sacred. Because we need to protect the land from the federal government intrusion of the wind farms. 
Um, even though the wind farms might be a great benefit, if they prove to be successful, they will want to populate this entire coast with them. He also wants the government to name the sanctuary after all the tribes with historic ties to the area. Steve Levine from the Marine Mammal Center supports adding Morro Bay to the sanctuary for another reason. It's a home where all the sea otters live. We see um, harbor seals in here, sea lions. Sea otters. Yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. It's a huge natural environment for them to live. The government is expected to make a decision by next year. For the California Report, I'm Amanda Wernick in Morro Bay. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery. On the web at schmidtocean.org. And that's the California Report for Thursday, September 21st. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Remember, you can always hear news from across the state on the California Report podcast. Subscribe and download wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.